Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. It is the random question, question 206 803 Rock. Hello, Juan. Welcome to the men's random, room. Random, 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 random. What's up, fellas? Hola. Juan, how are you? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Well, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? It was great, man. Actually, the food was really good. A lot of travel, a lot of time in airports that were all geez. They weren't busy at all. Uh, but other than that, it was, man, you you don't even want to know. What was the worst airport? Because you left out of SeaTac, flew to Atlanta, and then flew to what in West Virginia? I was at the airport by 4.30, so SeaTac was not bad at that point in time. All right. I'm, I'm still kind of sad that there's no place to grab breakfast. There's not. There's nothing open. Uh, but to Atlanta is the busiest airport in the world. And to say mm-hmm. that they are the busiest airport in the world and the busiest travel weekend is, uh, is it was amazing. It Did was, they get you in and out of there pretty well, though? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I no say. delay. I mean, I did have an hour delay, but yeah, either uh, either way, that wasn't the worst thing in the world. Dude, I'm telling you, I picked up my mother last Tuesday night, right? She got in uh, 10 o'clock. So I got off by Lovers, and then it took me an hour and 15 minutes from Lovers to get to arrivals. Oh, my God. Wow. It, was, it was unreal. How and many cuss words do you think you said in that hour and a half? Oh, I was beyond frustrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can't even explain because you're you're so close, but right. you're just going nowhere. <laughs> All right, well, let's do this one. How do you uh, how do you save money? How do you cut some corners with uh, whatever expenses you have? Do you have any Steel. way? Yeah, 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 yeah. Theft. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do you do to save some money? Oh man, I hide it from my wife. Okay. Hey, man, I, I get it. Do do you use do you save cash? Yeah, I just put it. I, I have some in my uh, on my door in my truck. A uh, couple bucks here, and, okay. and she has no idea it's there. Shut up! Well, <laughs> came what I have. <laughs> what would she? What would she spend it on if she had it? If she spends, she has a penny in her pocket, and she needs to go spend that. So it doesn't matter how much money she has; she's going to find something that she wants to buy. Yeah, exactly. And what are you spending your money on? <laughs> <laughs> I've got some drugs you know and booze. Uh, no, booze, booze. I I try to bring the booze. I'll supply the, the party supplies. 
Okay. Look, I found that when I was in relationships, married, where you have joint bank accounts, the, the, the one, the best thing that you can do is just get yourself some cash. Yeah. That way that th- yeah. there's no questionable, you know, transactions at all as far as No, anything. they're all questionable. They just don't know what to question. Well, yeah. Yeah, the money's gone, but you don't know where I spent it. Exactly. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not up to no good, but I mean, if I want to go to a bar and drop 50 bucks, I'm going to a bar yeah. and dropping 50 bucks, so... That we look. I have my wife do all the finances, man. I'm just like, look, it, it, it goes into the account. I don't know what her bills are. I don't care, and I don't ask, right? You know what I mean? And to me, that's easy living. As long as I have X number of dollars a week, mm-hmm. I'm cool. She knows that. I know that. And that deal's been in place for like a decade. So I'm like, look, man, this is all I want. I don't need to know anything else. Yep. I know that a lot of Amazon boxes show up at the house. Right. Yeah. But to be fair, to be fair, because half the time I'm like, come on, man, all these Amazon boxes show up and you're telling me you're not getting anything. She's like, open them. Well, there's dog food or there's new pens and pencils for the kids. She does have me on that. Right. Like, everything yeah. she orders is for everyone else. Other ways we ask, how do you save money and cut corners? We we're just talking about travel and things. And uh, as you know, uh, different cities in the United States, uh, obviously different levels of what it takes to live there from an economic standpoint. You don't say. Yes. And depending on the airport you fly out of, look, there's a reason our gas is still five seventy nine. A lot of that has to do with state taxes. But look, where I just was, gas was two eighty a gallon. Right, two eighty a gallon. Because they okay. charge. It's not the price of gas so much as what people. What's the general income of this area? Right. right. So yep. Seattle's always a rip off. Boston's a rip off. New York City's a rip off. Yep. LA's a rip off. But like you said, West Virginia, not so mm. bad. Baltimore, not so bad. If you check out the cost of an airplane ticket from Seattle to uh, Los Angeles, all right. Anytime you fly out of Seattle, it's going to be a lot more money. That's no competition. If you if you drive three hours down the road, and granted, it's probably an hour in the air, and you fly out of Portland to, to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. the ticket is a hundred dollars cheaper, minimal, minimal hundred dollars yeah. cheaper, just because you're flying out of Portland. And Portland's not the cheapest city in the world, but it's just it it's more affordable than flying out of Seattle. You know, when we went back for the uh, Seahawks Ravens game earlier this year, as a fact, uh, if your team is playing in a different city then flights from your home city to that city, they jack the price to the roof. So mm-hmm. my wife and I, just being from the area, we said, you know what, let's fly into Philly. Because driving to Philly to Baltimore would be like driving from here to Olympia. Right. It's not that bad, right? Yeah. So, And we're flying a family of four. We saved about $800 total. It was almost $200 a ticket cheaper. And instead, we yeah. rented a car. We saved money just by like, dude, if you can drive 79 miles, which you can't, and this is on 95, so it doesn't even take 79. It takes like an hour because people drive so yeah. fast there. So they do. We saved eight hundred bucks. Now Vegas isn't a Vegas is an affordable flight. I mean, typically, you can get down sure. there on you know. They, they know you're going to spend money, right? Exactly. But you're still flying out of Seattle. Now I don't know where the college football national championship games are, where they're playing the tournament or whatever. Maybe it is Vegas this year. I didn't look. Yet. I mean, Pac twelve Friday nights in Vegas. All right. So, I want to. So that, on that, New Year's Day, there's what the. I think there's one at the Rose Bowl and one somewhere else. Right. Okay, no matter where those games are, if you're flying out of Seattle and UW is involved, the ticket's going to be, be a hell of a lot more. Twi- twice as much money. So as they say, uh, it often costs more for the convenience of direct flight uh, when you're connecting flights. But some flyers have figured out a way to game the system. Much to the chagrin of airlines, it's a process called skip lagging. Yeah. We've talked about this before. It's when a customer books a non-direct flight for less than the direct one would have cost, but then makes the connecting city their final destination and does not get on the connecting flight. Right. Yeah. So they never board the next leg of the uh, of the flight. One woman told CNN Travel she saved between $4,000 and $3,000 uh, doing this about 10 times over the past few years. Usually on international flights, I pay much less. I'm doing it constantly. 
So they give you an example of the modern-day equivalent of ghosting an airline flight. <laughs> Suppose I want to fly from Minneapolis to Miami, and the fare is $500. All right. Then I discovered that if I book the flight from Minneapolis to Jacksonville, Florida, with a stop or a connection in Miami, the fare is only $350. So instead of flying back to Jacksonville, you right, just fly to Miami. Get off Miami. the plane. In that case, you book a one-way-only flight, you take your carry-on bags, simply never board the Miami to Jacksonville leg of the itinerary. Mm. However, if it was direct just into Miami... It cost you more. It's going to cost you more. But that's how you choose to price it. People understanding your system, don't get mad at I have a buddy that does it all the time, and he doesn't live in this area anymore. So he books flights to, like, Alaska or somewhere crazy in Canada. And and your layover's here, right? Yeah, Yeah. he just takes carry-on, and he stops when they stop (laughs) in Seattle. He just leaves the airport. It's it's more affordable to fly into Anchorage than it is to fly into Seattle or Juneau. The airline's been price gouging us for everything for years, right? So I don't feel bad for them at all. And two, if that's how you choose to price it, then that's what people are going to do. People don't want to spend as much money as they can. They will spend as much as they need to. But if you find a way to spend... I mean, look, if you say, here's a brand new, hell, I don't know, Ford Focus, for Christ's sake. It's the exact same car. Now, look, if you drive to my dealership, and it costs you $10,000... But I can drive this to your local Target parking lot. We do the same transaction. It's going to cost you seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah. I'll meet you at Target, dude. I mean, like, come so on, look, guys. Look, 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 at the, look at the cost of a direct flight from, say, we'll say Seattle to Chicago. Typically, it can be a three hour flight or four hours coming back, depending, right? But if you book the flight to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you see that the layover is in Chicago, mm-hmm. that flight's going to be cheaper. Now, if it goes through Minneapolis, you're screwed. But you can find the one that goes through Chicago. Right. And then you get a connecting flight to, uh, to, to Milwaukee. You just get off the plane in O'Hare and you walk the hell out. And you're going to save a ton of money. And there's the thing. One, the airline already got its money one way or another. And two, when you realize they have the empty seats, that's when they offer them other people. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're losing money on this as much as it's just harder for them to get the same amount of money they would have made in the first place. But charge less. Yep. If you can't figure it out, we'll help you. Hello, Taylor. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hola. Hola. Taylor, how are you, sir? Since we're talking Um, travel, uh, go ahead. uh, I was just going to say, my holidays, I ended up getting my ribs bruised, and I never knew bruised ribs is so... So terrible. That is yeah. brutal. Because there's sucks. nothing yeah. they can do. There's nothing you can do. It's just time is the thing that makes it go away. How did you bruise your ribs? Uh, well, we after Thanksgiving, we met up with friends that same night. Did some, some drinking, and uh-huh. my my buddy's uh, brother-in-law was like, "Hey, man, it'd be really cool to do some extracurriculars." And I was like, "Guess who has some?" <laughs> Well, he's really strong, and he bear hugged me, and I just felt this pop. And oh God! Ever, oh, it sucks, dude. Oh no, he, he bear hugs no, you that sucks. tight. No one around you can be funny. You cannot sneeze. Right. Uh, there's a number of things with broken ribs that you can't roll over accidentally when you're sleeping. It's uh, there's a lot of things you don't think about. Coughing, uh, I, sometimes even swallowing. Everything sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ow. Since we're talking travel, let's go with this one. What would you say has been your scariest or your weirdest travel moments that you've experienced, Taylor? Uh, well, so I used to work on the East Coast, and there was one night we're driving, like, the backwoods of Virginia, and we're in a big box truck, and we're going down. It's, it's snowy. We could barely see. And then out of nowhere, this giant owl comes swooping down. And we both kind of panic, and it pulls up, and sw- we just hear boom, 
because it hit the top of the, the truck. We thought it was going through the windshield. Like, this thing just immediate vertical, but didn't know it was going right into a wall. Did you did you stop the truck and get out and look at the owl? Uh, no, these roads, were there was, like, nowhere, like, barely anything on the side of the road. Yeah, there's nothing worse than driving in snow when you're... When you're and taking a long haul, place. you're over top of a mountain or whatever the deal is. I don't care if you've got four wheel drive; it's just still you have a tension headache. Yeah, your shoulders and your neck. The, <laughs> you know, storms that do that to you, or you're just white knuckling it the entire time. And then by the time that you get to your hotel room or wherever you are, like you, your freaking head feels like it's going to pop off because you're just so tense. My parents tense. just did the drive in April. They moved down to New Mexico, so they left here. Went to New Mexico. Well, we had that freak snowstorm, but it hit like Utah and Colorado the worst. So one, they couldn't even head south. They had to go east to Idaho, kind of curl around. So you're already adding time. But my fa- my father could drive anywhere, any condition, doesn't matter. They both called me when they got there, and they said, "Look, by the time we got to Vail, Colorado, and it's all switchbacks and these high ass Rocky Mountains, I've never heard them both so nervous." So terrified, yet so happy to be done with the drive. So something came up the other day on the news. They're here visiting. And my parents looked at each other and said, we will never, we will never do that trip again. My mother's like, it sounds like we're exaggerating how bad it was. But no, just all the ter- snow. Ter- you don't want to be strange. Dude, I, I, yeah. The sketchiest one for me, honestly, was going over to Leavenworth, January. It's a Friday night, getting up over Stevens Pass on Route 2. I hate that road. Too late. <laughs> it's right. And it's just, I don't know how to explain it. Like, look, you can get a lot of snow on 90. Right, Snoqualmie Pass, but it's a bigger road, this and that. Like, you're going up over past the ski resort and stuff. I was like, this is sketchy as hell. And if you go to the south route and you go 90 and you take up uh, north uh, toward Wenatchee, you have to go over Blewett Pass. And there's another ski resort on top of that hill. And there's, it just seems like no matter how you try, you're going over top of a mountain range. Either yeah. way, you got to get over top of the mountain no matter what, uh, what, yep. which, which way you go. Other reason we asked, what was your scariest travel moment? Uh, chaos. As an American Airlines uh, worker is forced to hold a cracked plane door shut after takeoff Jeez. before they U-turn back. One apparent customer claimed that workers were holding the cracked door shut while the flight returned to Los Angeles on Friday. The American Airlines flight uh, shared their experience on social media. Uh, they had to deplane us, and my boss heard the flight attendant say that there was a crack in the door, and they had to physically hold the door closed while they turned the plane back. Do you think... Do you think you volunteered to do that? Or the captain says, you're yeah. like, that's the last thing I want to be doing if I'm part of the flight crew. Like, they were, uh, hey, hold it's the truth, this but I door. Think, I think also you're so scared for your life. You, you, you got, got, a, hold. got a good grip on But yeah. if it sucks out, you, you that's know, what I'm saying. Right. Like, do you, you, you want to be that guy? Do you harness in? What the hell you do there? Uh, but the flight was going to Mexico City, uh, and then they said that they had a possible mechanical issue, told the uh, air traffic controllers that is a uh, safely return to the gate before departing some hours later. We never want to disrupt our customers' travel plans and apologize for the uh, the inconvenience. But the flight chaos came after workers for the airline were seen hurling a wheelchair down the ramp of a plane last week. Another story came out of uh, a Southwest plane where one of the passengers freaked the hell out he opened up the door. He jumped out right. onto the tarmac, ran, got one of these service vehicles that they use for either baggage or food services or whatever, took off in that thing like a golf cart. Uh, they eventually caught him. Yes, that's the inevitable conclusion. Apparently he was having a bit of a, bit of a breakdown. Episode? But that, 
Yes, but that caused the. But that's the thing. Like you got this guy, but the plane still had to stop and deplane and do all this crap because do you was, have to deplane. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody, like, do we on, have this to? One do guy this. just jumped off. Like leave me alone. Like let's just close the door. And let's go. Like maybe just take a vote of the passengers. Like look, we understand that you know you guys want to take precautions. We know our safety's first. Got it. But as far as we know, homeboy jumped off the plane. He's not on the plane, so. If we can close the door and go, let's go. By the way, someone, uh, they texted in. We're talking about the uh, cost of flying. Mm-hmm. And people doing their one-way tickets at the halfway point, etc. says, I've been in the airline industry for about seven years now. Now, the reason that price differences fluctuate is because different airports charge planes to land uh, different fees. Busier airports charge each plane to land more than smaller ones or the non-bigger airports. There you go. Find the cheap airport as your final destination. But it... I, I understand what they're saying, but also it's like, right, but it's landing and then taking off again. Right. Mm-hmm. But they so still got, charge it. I guess. That's I, but it's going to, but I'm saying, what's the difference if it's just staying there? It's like, it's still landing and parking at a gate for a while. How is it that much cheaper than to, to go know. to the next spot? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, that's the reasoning, Ted. Time, no one said right. it as to make sense, but that is right. the reasoning that they give. I took this. two one-way tickets the last time I flew back to Paradise to Pittsburgh. No. Uh, I looked at Erie, Pennsylvania. I looked at Harrisburg. So the flight, believe it or not, was from here to Chicago to Pittsburgh. It's already had a layover yeah. to Harrisburg. But the flight was, I think, $100 cheaper and got there faster. What? It got there faster than, than well, there was a, another flight I could have taken that was more of a direct flight into Pittsburgh sure. the airline. Either way, I saved 100 bucks and just... And got there faster. Got there faster. Deal. Yeah, exactly, because the layover wasn't as bad. More of the random question question coming up, 206-803-ROCK. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 99.9 KISW. The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrill. Your guess is as good as mine. Coming up the categories today, we have the most sinful cities here in the U.S. Sinful. And the states that poop the most. Yeah. Those are your categories with your guess is as good as mine. Coming up after emails on our random question question. 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Carnival. Welcome to the Men's Room. Random, random, Hi, random. Hola. 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 Have a holiday. Random, 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 
They were nothing. Did you, have a good, did you have a good Thanksgiving? How were your holidays? No, it was terrible. Oh, my God. It was the worst. Now, why is that? Oh, well, uh, I was, I happened to be traveling and I was alone for the holiday. Oh, okay, Kevin. Uh, is yeah. the rest of the family gathering in one spot and you're the lone man out? Uh, my family's kind of, yeah, they're all over the place now. My kids are growing in college and stuff, so. No, it was just, I, I just, I volunteered at a, at a food bank, like a Salvation Army, and I just ate, I ate with all the homeless people, and it was cool, but it was just, it, I felt their loneliness, so it, it wasn't all that great, but it was, it was good enough. I hope you pointed that out to them. You know, I can really feel your loneliness, guys. This is, yeah. Yep, yep, <laughs> okay. All right, let's see hey, here. Uh, tell them that. Yeah, well, you know what, man? Hats off to you for, for donating your time. That's uh, that, that, that's very cool. Of course. You know? Okay, let's go. Did you get any leftovers, by the way? Did they, they give you a plate to take home? They did, yeah. Okay. It was, yeah, it was good food. Are you, are and, you, I, and I ate it in my hotel room the, the next morning. So are you still eating your Thanksgiving leftovers? Do you have anything left, or is it all done? I had a piece of pie yesterday from my family, but that did. So you went out of town to do this? I'm sorry? You actually went out of town to volunteer your time? Yeah, no, I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I was I was traveling there. I, I went to see some family. And I went to clear some business stuff. So I was there at Salvation Army on Land and Cole Avenue, uh, and and did my time thing. And then I came back home to Seattle. The worst thing about being Columbia, yeah, the, the worst thing about being someplace else that you're not real familiar with. Like even if you were alone here in Thanksgiving. Uh, you, you know you can Google uh, restaurants that are open on Thanksgiving Day. You know some can. You, you have a general lay of the land as far as sure. what's going to be open and what's not, whether it's a drugstore yeah. or a grocery store and how long. Correct. But when you're out of town, like I was out of town, and everything was shut down. I have never in my life seen a dark Seven Eleven. That was the one. Wow. That yeah. Blew my mind. I, you could still you, you could still <laughs> go up and get gas with a credit card. Right. And they had a sign that said gas pumps are still working, but there was the, the door was shut. It was dark on the inside. I was like, just for sodas, just for anything. <laughs> right. the, the, there's nothing. Well, I was thanks. born and raised in Albuquerque uh, until I went in the Marine Corps in '84. So I was there for about 15, 18 years. Okay. So I knew the town. I had I had. Some old relatives there from a long time ago, but yeah, it, it was it was great. It was good. I mean, now, it was. Is it cold there this time of the year? It's freezing. Sky is clear, and you can feel the cold in your lungs, man. It's terrible. It's 21, 20 degrees there oh. every day. Damn. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you got done with the leftovers, except for the pie. That's the reason we asked, are you still eating your Thanksgiving leftovers? Because believe it or not, a lot of people still are eating their Thanksgiving leftovers. Mm -hmm. I would say... Oh, yummy. I would eat it up till today okay. or today, and then yeah. throw yeah, everything out. Today on is kind of the fun. Well, you're uh, you're right on the money, Ted. In a new poll, seven percent of people say they're still eating leftovers, but food scientists say you need to stop that today. Today is the last okay. day yeah. possible. Uh, put together, they say one last meal, pack it in the freezer, but everything else should be tossed after today. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Service recommends throwing out all refrigerated leftovers after three to four days. If they're kept in the freezer, they can stay good for three to four months. Sure, sure. There is some flexibility, they say, depending on the type of food, but be careful. The smell test is not 100% reliable, and you shouldn't push anything with meat and dairy on your plate. Also, Thanksgiving dishes spoil faster than other leftovers because the food sits out longer after a typical meal. So That's that, a good point. That takes uh, some life off of the uh, of the foods themselves. 
I'm trying to think. What's the last thing I had? Uh, my son was still wolfing down ham. That was his big thing, man. But, like, as of yesterday, it's like, no more, dude. Just, I know you like it. I know you dig it. I'm glad you're eating it. But, like, do not do not feel obligated to finish the rest of this, man. We're not trying to kill your ass. Yeah, I still have a, I mean, small amount of stuffing and sweet potatoes. So, I'm like, eh, I might fire it up tonight. What do you feel about pecan pie? I think pies. There's a little bit less. Last and a I don't, I, look, I can throw out the rest of the leftovers. I can live with that. Pecan pie, I'm like, but you're so good. You're still there, and you're not done. You know what I mean? Do, I mean, do the smart thing, right? Like, you're not... Eh, tonight, at some point, the, the family's asleep. Like, you're not smoking weed and eating pie because you'd like to smoke weed. You're doing it to finish the holiday for them. And nobody gets hurt because you're going to eat the rest of the pie. I've been doing that experiment <laughs> the, the last couple of days. Everybody's asleep, and weed don't smoke itself, and that pie is awfully delicious. And I started washing it down with eggnog. Made for an interesting morning. I had a dream no. that I had to poop, and I woke up, and it's like, no, you have to poop. Right, and I still have my mother with me, right? She's still in the other bedroom in my apartment. She will uh, go home tomorrow morning. But, yeah, last night I was like, screw it. I'm going to have some apple pie. And then I was like, yeah, screw it. It is ready whip. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, okay. dude. So, right. so we How always, many times do you have ready whip in your fridge? Like, this time of the year, I can guarantee it. Any other time of the year, man. I don't know. Yeah. My, my sister, people always debate uh, as far as the pie that they like to make. Is it, it going to be pumpkin pie? Are you going to get a pecan pie? Whatever the deal is. Those seem to be the two staples. Yeah. And I like them both. But my sister did this thing in a Pyrex pan where she put down a layer of pumpkin. Okay. So that was on the bottom. And then she put a layer of carrot cake batter in the middle okay. All right. of the pumpkin. Then... She put roasted pecans that were in kind of a brown sugar whiskey drizzle. Yeah. The top of the uh, the dish looked like pecan pie. Then you get through and you're into the carrot cake, which has risen about, like, so when it's in the pan, it's kind of lowered. But by the time it's done, it's a, it's a you know, right. level to the top. Then you have the carrot cake and then the pumpkins in the bottom. And I'm like, I don't know who in the F thought this thing up, man. It was one of the best desserts I've ever had. My sister is a great cook. I just never heard of this recipe before. Was there so, any crust with it or is it just pumpkin was the bottom? The pumpkin was crispy on the bottom end. Uh-huh. But the pecans were crispy and caramelized on the top. Yeah, and it sounds awesome. And then the cake in the middle was moist and fantastic because of all the things keeping in, you know, the moisture. It was I could not believe how good this thing was. I'm not that really sounds a dessert ridiculous. guy. I'm, like, I'm going back for this. this is, yeah, that yeah. sounds... You know, one funny thing that did end up happening on Thanksgiving is, uh, you know, we were debating whether or not any of us serve mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. Because most of us do not, right? A lot of people do, but it seems to be a real polarizing thing. So Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, my son's like, hey, uh, are we doing macaroni and cheese? I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah, man, I'd like macaroni and cheese. So... We made mac and cheese. I want to say it's my first Thanksgiving where we had macaroni and cheese. How did it turn out? It was fine. It was great. You know, the my wife's like, man, do we really need this because it's just more carbs? I'm like, babe, everything we are eating is carbs. Do you cook the Do you cook the macaroni the whole way through, or do you cook it like halfway? You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to cook in the pan when you bake. We cook it all the way through, but then you know we do the whole roux and all this a whole lot of cheese gets mixed up, so it doesn't dry out too much, man. I, that's I'm just laughing. Mike saw me laughing about that mac and cheese because it, it, it reminded me that I knew you were having it. It's Thursday morning of Thanksgiving. I had to run to the grocery store to oh, get some right. things for my mom. And I see Thrill's wife. And she, she's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, getting more butter and some Excedrin for my mother. Well, I said, what are you doing? She goes, we got to make mac and cheese now. Yeah, that's right. She told me she got to make mac and cheese. Yeah, <laughs> It's always your, butter. 
Why is it always, you always, it's butter. always butter? It's always butter. Because you never have but enough. Oh, and milk. Thanksgiving and milk. needs more yeah. freaking butter than it Actually, ironically enough, we uh, so my parents got in Tuesday night. Wednesday night, we take them to the local watering hole. So, look, <laughs> man, a couple of people in there wanted to meet you guys anyway. All right? So, we go in there, and as we are walking in, I see this big Frankenstein person who I recognize. Like, oh, hey, man, what's going on? It's like, I'm on my way out, introducing my parents. And then I look, and there's this little old lady waving to me, right? But I'm still kind of talking to, I will call Frankenstein. And I go, God, just in my head, that looks like Ted's mom. Then I'm like, that is Ted's mom. So <laughs> yeah. Ted was in there with his mother. They were kind of on their way out as we were going in. And uh, Ted's mother, she seemed to be having a good time. She gave my mother the rest of her lemon drop. Does the yeah. Excedrin. The lemon drop. That might have something oh, to do with well, it. Wow, her back is... Yeah, that's a whole other story. But literally, I had to run in on Thanksgiving, right? So I saw Thrill's wife again. So it was Excedrin, and then I keep buying the uh, one of those little straps you put around that have heat on them. Oh, the, yeah, whatever they're called. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and she was there, I believe, to get cheese. I think we needed more cheese. I <laughs> yeah. think that was the deal. Because she was not thrilled about it. I said, well, look, we don't have to do it. It's just a request, right? But she's like, no. Yeah. I'll do it. Well, I took, uh, I took the, the, uh, the, the, the weed oil, like the, the kind that you rub in, yeah. all right, for my grandmother. And I mean, you would you would think that I was like a miracle worker. Like right. I'm some kind yeah. of just like amazing doctor. She's like, this stuff works. And she's just rubbing it in. And it does. She's got arthritis really bad. And she likes to knit. So she did that for like three or four minutes, which she hasn't been able. She can only do it when she has this stuff. And sure. Right now, I'm kind of afraid to, to mail it because I don't How know. much did you, did you bring enough for her to have for a little bit? Or was that basically it? I can't remember what it's called. It's not lush, but it's, it's got a one name to it. But it's, it's typically, it's, it, it basically just, it feels like baby oil. And you just rub it. Wherever, yeah. you, wherever you hurt. And I mean, I I didn't tell her what it was. It, you don't need to. You don't need to. I you know, she's trying she's 97 years old. She probably thinks she'll get stoned and turn into a Grateful Dead fan or right. something. So, but, uh, but man, I, it was, uh, I was kind of sketched taking it on the plane, but I'm like, you know what? It's, well, what is the deal in West Virginia? You're not going to get high. Do they have medicinal? Well, it just matters flying out of SeaTac. Right. So, I, I don't think they do. I would not be surprised if they don't. I don't know if they at least turn the corner on medicinal, yeah. the properties of it that help right. people. God forbid you want to help people. I will tell you this. I went to a bar uh, on uh, Friday night. and uh, What it was, is it like going to a West Virginia bar? Based on I the bars you? you're used right. to going to in your neighborhood, which is notorious for bars. Right? Mm -hmm. They're all pretty decent. They, they've all got a certain vibe. Yep. You know, Most bars in Seattle, it's like, all right, all right. man. I okay, so we go, we, go to, we go to a restaurant called Three Guys. They had they can't oh, afford five guys. They, they had three different. guys. Three guys. Just three guys. Because yeah, the other two guys. Yeah, that's a lawsuit. But uh, yeah, so it's called three guys. They have uh, five different kinds of pizza. They have Detroit style pizza. They have New York style pizza. They have. And what town are you pizza. in, West Virginia? I'm in Williamson, West Virginia. All right. So we go there. We have a few drinks, and my cousin <laughs> Leslie says, "I want to take you to a place called Club Twelve that's been open since the '60s." All right. And she's like, "Yeah, it's it's a semi-private club." Blah 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 blah. blah. It's in a house. So then we go to Club 12. Right. We pull up in front of a home, okay? Uh, the only thing that you would notice is a handicap ramp going up to the front door. Other than that, it's pretty unassuming as far as... I like that they're handicap compliant, though. They are. They are. Uh, she walks up, takes her keys out of her purse, uses her key to unlock the door. We walk in to this full bar. It is packed. You have to have a key to get in to be a member. All right. The drinks are $3 a piece. All right. And so the mixed like full drink, cocktails, all Coke, that. Okay. $3. Double, $6. That, 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 sure. That kind of thing. There's a pool table. There are dartboards. There are uh, poker machines where people are playing poker because that's legal. So you can get paid out on a poker machine. So this place is a legal bar. It's a legal bar. Huh. There, there's two bartenders working. 
Uh, someone's playing the jukebox, spinning all the hits. It's a smoking bar. So this was another thing. I walk into a cloud. This is like Goodfellas or some crap. Right. It's like it's like you're in an underground poker room. It was just insane. It was it was very nice. It was, uh, but people weren't just smoking cigarettes. They were smoking Swisher Sweets. They were smoking full cigars. They got a ventilation system blowing, and it's sucking out a lot of this. You cannot right. believe how bad you smell, though. It's like you went to Vegas for right. four weeks. When you walk out of there, but it kind of be had to be kind of nice to sit at a bar as a cigarette smoker and actually smoke a cigarette. Everybody's nice. Everybody wants to meet you. So this uh, this guy, who my mom and my dad and my uh, uncle knew from high school, his name is Richard Wright, right. a senior. Now, he is a preacher man, so he is uh, somewhat... That's why he's at a private club. He is, and he is getting it, he's getting it towed up a little bit, so to speak. So I, I, I said, hey, man, uh, I might have accidentally brought something with me. Uh, do you want to go outside and smoke it? And he's like, oh, hell yeah. So he, the, the weed he gets there is, is, is dirt weed for the most part. Right. It's not the best right. weed in the world. So, But I've got a pre-roll from Saints, right? which is pretty good stuff. It's very tasty and light. So we go out in the back of the house. There's a smoking area back there, too. You want to sit on a picnic table or whatever, be outside. So we start getting stoned, man. And I mean, he grabs me. He's 74, 75 years old. He grabs my shoulder and we're done. He's like, man, you got to help me back in. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, Richard, are you all right? He's like, I need to sit down. And I, I was like... He's like, that is the most powerful weed I've ever smoked in my life. You know, so bring it back in. Normal, very jovial before this. He was sure, bouncing sure. around, talking to oh, everybody. Yeah. Now he's on the now he's on the stool. And he is just not moving. He's kind of just sitting there watching a football game, looking around. And I went over and checked on him a couple times. He was like, yeah, okay, no, man. man, I'm having a great time. He's like, I believe it or not. He's like, I'm having a blast. He's like, I'm not. He's like, this is amazing. He's like, I've never been this high in my life. And I was like, well, what do you, I was like, well, at least you're good for, you know, for tomorrow. He's like, son, I have a Saturday service at 8 a.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no. He's like, good luck. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's going to be a rough one, but I'm, I will make it short because it's the weekend and it's the holidays. But it was. Yeah, uh, that's why. But that was with the, it was pool tabs. Just, it was, it was, it's a house. It's kind of like walking into Bar House in Fremont. Right. But it's. That's pro- cool, though, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, dig the idea. Club 12. Good name. Sounds cool. Right. That's apparently apparently it had been around since the 60s, so he told me the uh, the whole story behind the bar before we got really, really high. He's like, yeah, man, up until 1974, they would not let me in here. He's like, I've been a member since 1975 at this bar. Why? Because he's a preacher, man? Because he's black. Because <laughs> he's black. Because he's black. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's obviously not because he's a preacher. Because <laughs> he's black. Also, no women were allowed until 1987. So that, it was a gentleman's club. All right. Up until then. So that's what they call it. No women were allowed. It was just strictly old white dudes, apparently, until Did then they started letting the women in. And he said things got better. Things got looser. Yeah. Funny they, how that they, works. They didn't even have women bartenders. Nobody was allowed to work there. It was just yeah. a strange environment. I'm like, 1987? Dude, I have a buddy who's mixed. And he, you know, he was in the Marine Corps and everything. Yeah. So they're in a very small town in Maryland. Right. And they're trying to find some place. They just want to go shoot some guns. So they find the same thing, find a private club or whatever. But like, and his, the buddy he's with is white. But like, they said they knocked on the door, like the little eye, and, the, and like the door opens, closes very quickly. And they're looking at my buddy who's mixed. And the guy's just like, Do you have a key? And he's mm-hmm. like, No. And he's like, Are you a member? Like, basically just like, What are you doing here? I don't think. So then the white guy starts talking. And by the time they leave, they're just like, 
Oh, yeah. They clearly don't want black people in here and are shocked that you even right. knocked on the door. Oh, so yeah. There's these two other dudes. Can't imagine such yeah. a thing. There's these, two, <laughs> there's, there's, there's these two other dudes. Now, they pull up in a uh, an all-terrain, uh, like a Polaris. Because okay. like, trail riding is is the big uh, sure. tourist economic thing in that area. There are hundreds of miles. Like, at the Hatfield and McCoy Trail, all these different trails that run through there. And people take these, these cars, but they can drive them on the street. So most of the cars on the road there are four-wheelers that have a license plate on which is just weird. Like sure. Everybody's got like, everybody's open air, kind of like in a dune buggy. It's kind of cool, ride. though, man. There's four seats in some of these things, two seats. In, so, so two guys sit down, and uh, they're, they're all in, uh, in full-body camo boots. When they walk in, they smelled like the woods. Right. Yeah. And so the bartender said, "How did you, they were hunting. They've been hunting all day, but they came straight to, uh, they so came straight to, the, club, to the bar. Club 12. They came to Club 12. And somebody asked, how'd you guys do out there today? The guy unzips his uh, jacket and opens up his jacket. He is covered in blood. He's covered in blood from like from his neck down to his waist. I mean, his whole shirt is red. I'm just like, oh. So we walk out. There's the deer on the back of this damn thing. And they just left it on there and came in the bar. Going to get a couple of drinks and go home and guess, string the thing up for the night. And you know. <laughs> so what do you do to be a member? Up, is it, it's $25 a year, Steve. Twenty-five a year, correct. So the, the, Bro, place, the place that I was, on, the man. place that I was at before that. Now their mixed drinks were five dollars. All right, all right. So that that's that's crazy high prices there. So people go to Club Twelve because the drinks are only three, and the draft beer that was a dollar fifty to a dollar seventy-five. What do they have on draft at Club Twelve? They had Bud Light, they had Coors Light. So Bud, what you expect? Bud, Budweiser, your standard, you know, American uh, lagers. There, there's not really a, uh, a local swill in that area, so to speak. Do you guys have brand, an IPA? Brand called False. They did have uh, Sierra, yeah. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and bottles. Okay. So like a, that's a two twenty five. Boston Lager was a two twenty five dollar <laughs> bottle. They did have the higher end brands, but it was uh, you could not believe. Like I was like, I got the tab. I'm picking up. How the much tab. was it? Oh God, the tab thirty bucks. It was probably sixty. There were four of us. Yeah, fifteen bucks a person to drink. We were also in there for two I hours, bet. watching football, watching basketball. You know, thank God that place exists because there is just nothing else. There's nothing else in that town. But I'm sitting to myself thinking, man, if you had to live here, and this was basically one of the only places you can come. There's only two bars, so it's either for that real? one, that one, or that one. One's private, one's, you know, the other, the the other bar one. that I used to, to, to sleep at, because uh, they'd have a uh, uh, couple rooms above the bar, I used to stay up there, because that's one of the only hotels in town. It was like an old school, it was the original saloon in like town. Like an inn and yeah, saloon. Yeah, no, it was a freaking brothel is what it was. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Back in the day, up, upstairs, you, you rent a room, and it's like 40 bucks a night. So I used to stay there, because my, when my family would come in town, my mom and my grandmother live in a very small house, so there's not enough bedrooms for all the nieces, all the people, and all that stuff. So I'd stay up there, because it was convenient just to walk downstairs to starters. That place, that place closed under shady circumstances. You don't say. They lost their liquor license for something that was a little bit more bizarre. But, hmm. but as my cousin Leslie used to say, you know, when I, was, uh, when I was 16 years old, it was a different name place. And you could go there, and you could get a bottle of vodka. And because it's Williamson, <laughs> no one cared. So that she was upset because, like, that's where she used to go when she was and a buy kid. Her booze. When she was a kid and drink. She would sit at the bar. Like, as a kid. She would sit at the bar in, in, in the high school jacket or whatever she was wearing. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like, it's, like, it's like a different... Now, granted, I believe the drinking age was 18 or 19 then. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah there's bars in college. I feel like any... In College Park, where I grew up, right? It's, I mean, look, it's a college town, but it's... You're still inside the Beltway. Like if you've never been there, you, 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 it's hard to tell where like the city ends and like technically the suburbs. But there was always at least one bar in that town, and it was always the same space. 
but it would open. We all knew we, they would take fake IDs and stuff. And then about a year or two later, it would close. Yeah, close right? But I mean, I was in there once. We were in high school. We were drinking a pitcher of beer, two pitchers of beer, playing pool like early in the night. And finally, the one dude comes over. He's like, you guys got your IDs? And we're like, yeah, here you go. They had taken them 10 times. And the guy yeah. goes, ah, we can't take these anymore. Anymore. I like and that. we go, all right, well, just us. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, you guys finish your beer, pitchers of beer, but then nah, I got to throw you out. <laughs> like, you obviously know we're like 18. Don't waste bar. the beer, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I take the deal, man. I, oh, trust me. We thought it was great. I swear to God, that was like going back to a third world country. You could not believe how depressing it is there. It sounded depressing. The stuff you're yeah, telling me yeah. off air. Yeah, I it mean, sounds three depressing. guys looks kind of nice. Yeah, three guys in bed. <laughs> the pizza. They got those garlic knots with the pepperoni rolls. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Why the hell not? All right, let's see here. Your guess is as good as mine. Cut out the categories, the most sinful cities in America and the states that poop the most. Plus your emails coming up next from the men's room at KISW.com next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 